Bernie, the shell boo, the shell. There you go. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's the Junior Kekuwaba Junior Show, starring Junior Kekuwaba Junior. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bonet Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kekuwaba Junior. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, bro, we, we had a good week, bro. We had a good week. So we're doing quarantine, okay? Everybody in the world, right? They're shutting down the world, but we're doing quarantine. Bro, this is the stuff. Bro, my uncle used to teach me all this stuff before and how they was going to do this, right? And and he said, he's and they, they always, bro, he brought this guy down, David Miller. He was a American sovereignty expert from the mainland, bro. And he came down. He said, "They're gonna turn Hawaii into a playground for the rich." And we, you know, we look at each other, right? Oh, okay, all right, that's what they're gonna do, bro. They're gonna start getting local people for leave. And I'm like, what? They go, yeah, bro. So apparently, I don't know if this is too conspiracy theory, but apparently, right? They're driving people out of here because they're gonna volunteer. You're gonna volunteer to go see in our country, bro. You gotta volunteer. You gotta if you're going to prison, they're gonna take go get sign over here, and you gotta sign. You sign your way into prison. You sign your way out of prison. You say, bro, you sign for everything. You sign. You sign for getting married, right? You gotta get a license, okay, and a certificate. Like I told you guys on the other podcast, right? Doesn't have to be swore to if it's from a public official. So, in other words, what I'm saying is that. You could get all, all the certificates you like from the man on down, and it's not gonna mean nothing when it comes to law. <laughs> that's, you know, but that's, that's different, right? That's admiralty law, that's American sovereignty. But, you know, we see this kind of stuff, and with this virus, I'm like, whoa, they're just shutting down the planet. They're just shutting down the planet. It's like, I've never seen, right, in my life, I've never seen anything like this. <clears throat> they're just shutting down the planet. That's it. You know, my, like my friend Faro used to say, as all, bro. as all. They're shutting down, they're shutting down the planet, as all, bro. <laughs> no, he, he used to say that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so, so it's, you know, it's checking. We, we teach the law of attraction on this channel. We talk about the law of attraction on this channel. On YouTube, you guys got to catch my YouTube. Here for you, life coaching on YouTube. And on YouTube, you know, we, we talk about the human condition. We talk so you talk about some of the stuff we talk about on the podcast, but on the podcast, bro, we get so much more time for the kind. But I like to tell you stories. I like to tell you guys true stories, like like but true stories that happen, bro. Oh man. So 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 so. No, I mean you know, my, bro, I did plenty of stuff in my life, right? And in the beginning, in my twenties, I was like, okay, I like to do that, right? And 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 then I like oh wow I saw this other stuff and boom I like do that so I was ADD like that right because you know I like do everything right 
So, so my friend told me a long time ago, right? And this guy was, he was like on hippie in Hanalei. And he used to come down Wailua Beach. And uh, he used to zone out. <laughs> he used to have these glasses. He used to cut holes in the glasses. I mean, it was aluminum. And he used to cut holes inside. And I, I don't know. He, he had he had remedies for more stuff. So like, I, I don't know. So, so anyway, but he told me a long time ago, he said, you know, in this world, you can do anything you like. You can have anything you like. You can do whatever you like. Now, you know, I, you know, f- like for me, right? Like, I don't know. There's only so many things I wanted to do, right? So, so, but, but I, I, I lived all those dreams, right? And so people go, Junior, how you did that? How you did? Whoa, boo! How you pulled that off, right? And and so yesterday we told a little bit about the Waikiki show, you know. But but you know these these guys that talk to me, they they want to know. And they say, Hey, bro, how you, how you did this? How you did that? Because they know, right? They know I did them. They just don't know how I did them, right? I mean, we built one four million dollar advertising machine, you know. And the, but the thing was, the the you know, it, it was um the situation the situation wasn't all like the way we wanted in our favor, but it worked for us in a different way. You know, it worked for us in a different way. But um but that was good fun though. It was good fun. It was good fun. Marketing is still my thing. I, I love to market, right? I love to do marketing. Uh but but you know, it's like I, I teach in law of attraction and and I, I have so many people that, you know, tell me, oh Junior Brown, you changed my life, boy. <laughs> <laughs> change your life. <laughs> yeah, change my life, bro. I listen to the stuff you tell me, but I never did think about them like that, but and change my life. You know, so, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, I hear this stuff, right? And it, it hits my heart. It really does. Um, we save, we save three marriages out of debt. <laughs> we change three, save three marriages. I mean, you know, so I, there's a lot of things that, that I do, you know, uh, even helping with lady right now with her, with her position, you know? And um, I, I, I got to tell you, Hawaii, there's no better feeling, right, than when you help somebody else accomplish something for themselves and you got nothing to do, you got no gain. You got no gain from them, not, nothing, right? You just helping somebody else do their trip. Bro, there's nothing like that feeling. I don't know. I, I started doing that from when I was young, right? I started helping. I started giving. You know, I used to give my toys, but I used to give my toys. My mom used to go, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> my mom, yeah, drove my mom crazy. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I really, I really believe in, in people coming together and, and, you know, so, so when the law of attraction was, was laid out for me, right? I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Law of attraction, what you give, you get, right? And then it occurred to me that, you know, I was, I was always getting, right? But I was always giving, Right, you know, and I always I put out a TikTok on this. I, I put it on my other social media channels. If you want something, you gotta give it first. If you want love, you give them first, right? If you want well, whatever, if you want candy, you give them first. <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? But you know, compassion, all of those things on the relationship side of my life coaching. That's why we tell everybody, you know, and then and then we we have them study the human being, you know. This human being is so amazing. You know, we, we had a discussion this morning online, and the discussion was along the lines of, is there is there really any, I mean, the, we know the universe is intelligent. It's an intelligent universe, right? But is this man's universe? Or is this God's universe? Like, like what what if man wouldn't create God, right? So we know that, we know the story 
extra theology. We know Jesus, the Jesus Christ story is written in the planets. We know that, right? So we see the procession of the sun every day, same thing, same thing. Every year, same thing, same thing. So, so you know, those things we know, right? But then these other guys, they're still sleeping. They're not up yet, right? They're not up yet. And we're trying to tell them, hey, you know the young kids, these guys, they're in their 30s and 40s, right? And some in their early 50s, but they, they're out there, they're running around doing their job, everything. They don't have a clue in the world they live in, right? They don't have a clue. And so so when, when you try to wake them up, right, they, they think you're crazy. <laughs> they like they, you know they, they give you a hand and the hand go all the way up you know what I mean huh bugger go all the way up <clears throat> so so you know you gotta you gotta yeah you gotta break up to people slowly but the law of attraction says wherever you apply energy that's that's what you're gonna get right so Filipinos they're gonna slang right they go hey you put in you you plant eggplant come out eggplant right you know you cannot argue with the guy and stuff you <laughs> get out. So, so you know, I mean, so so I've been teaching the law of attraction. When we got into the law of attraction, we noticed, right? We started experimenting with our students, our voice students, and we started and we started going, whoa, these guys, we can get them improvement in one lesson, right? So, so it was our, you know, understanding that, wow, if we can do this with one kid, we can do this with plenty of kids, right? And then the goal was like, okay, let's let's train as many people as possible, right? And then one day I was talking to my mother, and my mom said, no, 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 because I told her, mom, we'll do, we'll do in a kind, we'll do a clinic, and we'll we'll get like all these guys, right? We we'll go to clinic, and we we'll go do this clinic several couple times a year, whatever. She goes, no, no, no. And and I and her point was was really good. She said, no, because these guys, right? So. You know, the guys go watch Tony Robbins and all of that. So they go do that, right? <clears throat> they watch Tony Robbins. They go to the seminar. They get all keyed up. They buy the merchandise. They go home. They listen to the CDs, right? Right? Whatever. DVDs, downloads, everything. And right, and they go down. They do that, right? Two weeks later, the thing is just sitting in the corner of their office, right? They, they're not even bothered with them anymore. You, know, you see what I'm saying? So, but luckily with my students, the training that they get, right? And the way how we bring about the training, that training stays with them forever, bro. I mean, forever, right? And that's the kind of thing when you leave the planet, right? I mean, you gotta, you can ask yourself, right? You say, did I leave the planet better than when I found them? You know, in other words, did, did I, did I contribute in a good way to the planet while I was here? And, you know, so my question, right, for people and when they start talking about stuff is what have you done? You know, what have you, not, not what have you done for yourself. You know, what have you done for other people? Hmm. What have you done to make the community better? I get plenty of guys. They go, they go, they go collect rubbish. They go clean up. They go, you know, do all kinds of stuff for the community, right? So, <clears throat> you know, we, we look at the law of attraction now at hereforyou.live. That's our website. And we apply it to anything. We can apply it to anything because we know how the human being is already. Right? You can apply it to anything. And there's so many different techniques. I mean, there's a tapping technique. There's so many te techniques, right? So so, the, so we had a little talk this morning, right, on the live. And the question was, well, if anything going to work, you could probably take, like I have a selfie stick, right? I said, you probably take the selfie stick. And if you believe in the selfie stick, like the selfie stick is going to bring you money, 
right? And you believe that it probably will happen. Under the under the laws, the universal laws of the law of, law of attraction, it says it's supposed to happen, right? So you know, all you got to do is apply emotion to it. Just apply emotion to it, you know? I remember, I remember when I didn't know what the law of attraction was. I remember when I didn't know, right? And, and these things would happen. And every so often, I used to get like this crazy amount of money. Like five grand used to pop out of the sky. I mean, this was like way before I did radio. This is like long time ago. I was working security. But but all of a sudden, boom, 5,000. It happened to me like like three times. And I had no idea I was attracting money, right? And and I was I was just doing on regular like on poor job. I, I was working minimum security guard, right? And then <laughs> then there was that day I, I told him I'm not a podcast, but the day I had to let go of the dispatcher's job. It was either gonna be dispatchers in in one security guard company or radio, right? Brad, that wasn't cheap. That wasn't cheap. <laughs> that that was anyway. But but. You see, so so you know, I I go, I go through my life story, you know, I, I go through my stuff. So I go, hey, this popped in my head. Hey, gotta talk about that. And so I mean, you know, because a lot of stuffs happened to me. You know, I was I was really lucky. I was lucky enough to hang out with Don Ho. I mean, Sam Kapoor, them guys. Well, Uncle Sam, you know, he never hang. Uncle Uncle Sam went home after the show, but Uncle Don hung out. You know, I got to hang out. But I met some famous people. I mean, and these famous guys, buddy, not like. They're not like you guys describing when you guys doing this Illuminati thing. You know, you know, not like they're not like that. These guys, Hollywood guys, they come down, they come down, they hang, they come from Hollywood, they come down here, they hang. But they don't do adrenochromes and all this kind of stuff. But they don't, they don't do weird stuff like that. <clears throat> but but you know, I mean, so so the law of attraction, right? We get back to the law of attraction. So the law of attraction, so so when I heard, you know, from from when I was a kid and I heard this guy tell me, he said, bro, you can you can live your dreams. Anything you like do, you can do. Right? Now he never say what scale. You, you know what I mean? So and and it was pretty good the way it happened, the way it went down. Cause we actually got to do our music. Right? And the focus was our music. So when I was in radio, I wasn't really focused on radio. I was focused on how we're gonna work this radio to to get to this entertainment thing, right? But it's a good it's a good thing that I went that way because radio was the one that really killed it for me. I mean, radio was really good to me, right? You know, I was really lucky. I had the I had the right guy helping me, you know, put me on his show and everything. And and uh, you know, it, it was it was amazing. By the way, everything would fall together. And, and I never forget. So, so now, now, now we was on the morning show, right? Things was going good. Things was getting popular. Now the thing was like, okay, how are you gonna do your music, right? And from the very, from the very first week, we had chicks, right? They was going, oh, you can play my my son's baby party. You can you can do the kind. I'm like, yeah, sure, you know. And and so we had to put it together real fast. And that was an accidental business. We never know who's gonna have a wedding and party business, but you see what I'm saying? So when 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 life gives you lemons, right? Lemonade. So like all of a sudden we get gig we get requests for gigs, right? And then so pretty soon, like, oh, how much you charge for the kind? Well, uh, we don't know. Right? And then you get the guys, hey, come over, Junior, bruh, but you eat all you like, drink all you like, right? You know what I mean, you know. So and, so it's kind of fun. I mean, we we had a little bit of each kind of stuffs going on, right? 
And uh, but it was kind of funny because because I mean you know you you had you had this this uh, career just like like going right and on the side you got okay we got we don't know what to do we don't know what to charge and so I so the the price kept going up right and the price kept slowly catching up with industry standards I don't know I think we started at two hundred bucks or something crazy like that but but I mean you know. We had to find our footing in the marketplace fast. And we had to, we had, I mean, you know, everything had to be, you know, you got to, okay, do your homework, do your homework, figure out how much those guys charging and you guys providing this, we providing that. So what we decided was we would provide everything. We would do the whole evening, right, for one low price. So we packaged this in 1999, we did this. And even, you know, like now, right now, everybody got to do it, Right. But we knew in 99, right, what was, you know, what we, we knew, we didn't know what was coming, right? But in 1999, we knew that if we offered someone a good price, right, for quality, quality service, quality show at a good price, bro, they're going to take them. They're going to eat them up. And sure enough, we was booked. We did like sometimes five bookings on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Bro, that was crazy. We still, I mean... So, so for the amount of shows that we did, so we started doing shows, and then we started counting shows, and then we started averaging the the number of people. And when we start one day, we we stopped and we looked back and we go, "Hey, we performed in front of over three hundred thousand people, bro." I mean, we, you, me and Sam, we were sitting down and figuring them out, and so we we performed in front of over three hundred thousand people, and maybe a little bit over that. I don't think four hundred thousand, but. Uh, 300 something thousand uh, because we you know we didn't really stop anything uh, at that point and it was it was after Wade passed away we were trying to you know trying to figure out okay how much people did we perform in front of I mean it, it was it was unreal and it goes by weekend by weekend and you don't think about it you don't think about it weekend by weekend by weekend by weekend and and people are recommending you you know to to for everybody else's party and stuff like that and, um, you know, so, so you got all these people and now, now they're all seeking you out and now, you know, cause now you're on the radio. And so it, it made for a really good, uh, opportunity for us to do our music. Right. And then, then the music happened, but, but the wedding and party business, that was an accident. I mean, we, you know, so, so life gives you, life gives you lemons right there. Like, okay, what are we going to call this? Uh, let's call it the Gina Keiko ever junior road show. Mike Perry told me. Nobody knows what a road show is. I said, yeah, but we the only guys doing show, right? Wherever people are having their party. So if they're having them down a Pacific Beach Hotel, that's where we're going, right? If we have them, you know, down in down in the Ever Beach, then, you know, that's where we're going, right? So, uh, so, so Mike Perry, Mike Perry always told me that nobody knows what a road show is. So we decided, right? This is what we decided. <laughs> so we decided we don't care about the road show, right? Because we noticed that we only got road shows, right? When I was on the radio, when I used to go sub for, you know, right? I used to go sub, used to go work with Rory. And so when I was on the radio, that, you know, that's when the, the parties would come in. And, and thanks to, you know, uh, the other guy that, that I sub for, right? He, he was always like into taking off. Rory take off, he got to take off. Rory take off, he got to take off. Rory take off one week, he got to take off the next week, right? So, 
it was it was really I I don't know you know I I don't I didn't know what to make of it and I'm not gonna judge that but I just saying thanks to that you know it was it was lucky for me right so because of that I, I sometimes sometimes you know boom I, I do two weeks in a row right and in two weeks we we collect a lot of contracts we sign a lot of contracts so so we we decided when we built our trade we built this huge huge advertising machine. We did a lot of trade, did a lot of cash. But when we set up the machine, right? We was thinking like, okay, this is not this is not for parties cuz we advertise we was advertising I think for about about 1 year at that point. So it was like the year 2000, right? And I go, you know what? We're not really we're not really going we're not gonna, we're not going to cash in on on parties but advertising parties on radio. So so our theory was we, we know more nothing that they can use, you know, uh, on on radio right now. This is this is back in '99, so we was we was thinking about it. We go, bro, we okay. So what are we gonna do? Ah, we're gonna brand the name. Let's just brand the name. So we started branding the name. We spent in retail in retail ads about little over four million dollars in retail ads, in retail money, in in retail value, right? Was a little over four million, and we ran commercials all day long, seven days a week, and we had we I forget how many we had seven stations in all that was running, but they would alternate the stations, right? So we would hit different people at different times, and then we we had we had them all set up, and so the the branding was the important thing, right? So the branding, as soon as people started seeing us on social media, they started making the connection. And that kind of took over where the, the radio part left off. But, man, so so I started, you know, I started going after my goals and stuff. And boom, 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 knocking them off, knocking them off. Pretty soon we got to Waikiki. We did the Waikiki show. After that, it was like, okay, what's our next trick, right? And this is something I learned from the guys that, that I work with. Uh, one of the guys I used to work with on the radio, right, he, he was talking about Augie T, right? He goes, hey, you know, Augs, bro. He he did he did everything because there was a point where he he did everything, like Augie did everything a comedian in Hawaii could do, right? And so 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 he did like his big new Blaisdell one, like you know the, the 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 crowning glory one, the big one, the huge one, right? And then so 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 this guy that worked for the radio station was telling me, well, well, what are you gonna do after that? And I go, well, I I don't know, you know, not him, right? I'm not hang out with him, I. I hardly, I hardly know Augs on a personal level. I, I know him, you know, I know him at work, right? So I go, I don't know. So, so it was true, but after that, it was like, it, there, there should have been events, cause after that, he made, he made events and stuff. Should have made events all leading up to the big one, do the big one and then pow, right? And that, that's what he tried to do that, you know, when he left, right? I was very happy that he included me, you know, so Augs, if you're out there, Mahalos, I know you're not listening to podcasts, but, <laughs> but anyway, but but yeah, you know, he he involved me, right? I went down. I was there. I was one of the celebrity judges. You know, you you do whatever, right? You do whatever they they ask you for do, and that's uh, that's what he had for me. And went down, and it was a good show. It was a really good show, and and all the guys, okay, all the local people from from all the years along the way, they all came for Augs. Hmm. I look around, look around and see all these guys. I go, wow. Bro, these guys all came down for Augs, right? So, 
Augie was, you know, trying to tell us in the studio one day what he was, what what he wants to be remembered for, you know. And I was like, man, you know, I think Augie T has done everything in comedy, like everything, every, everything you could possibly do, and stuff that you cannot do anymore, you, because of this, bro. This this uh, COVID nineteen is gonna change. It's a game changer. It's gonna change everything. You won't be able to do what you did before. I say, no worries, cause, <laughs> bro, not gonna happen. <laughs> so, a lot of that stuff was landmark stuff, right? It was was uh, terrific that Augie did, right? And Augie's the one who taught me how to do stand up. I mean, he never he never really, you know, he never sit there and go, okay, this is how you do it, right? That's not how he do it. I mean, he he taught me stand up the way that the guys in Hanalei taught me for how to swim. You know, in Hanalei, they, they teach you how to swim, but they take you on Hanalei Pier and they throw you off. And, and you're in the middle of the water and you're swallowing water. And the only time the big boys pull you out is when they think they're losing you. <laughs> when they think they're losing you. But when they think they're losing you, because they're going to get in trouble for murder, right? Then they pull, then they pull you out of the, out of the water. And the same thing with, with Augie, right? So us guys went into the, you know, he invited us down to the hotel and it was captain table, captain's table. And we went down and he gave me five minutes. He goes, hey, you five minutes, you five minutes, you know, like two minutes, two, two weeks before the gig. He goes, Junior, you get, you coming down, you're doing five minutes. I said, oh, I, I don't can do stand up comedy, you know, cause my thing is radio comedy, right? Behind a mic, I'm great. Like right now, bro, can make you guys laugh, dance, anything. Right, I can put okay pictures inside you guys' heads, right? You know, but but you put me on a stage in front of people, right? Staring at you, kind of like, I mean, I can I can handle now, right? But I talking like back in the day, bro. And this was this was '99, and I was like, oh, I don't get to the game. Stop. He goes, bro, just come. So I mean, you know, you know, like panty out. You see what I'm saying? You you cannot panty out, right? Cause cause you know you get invited at that point, right? And, and, you know, Augs is the man. It's his show, right? It's his show. And he, he's telling you, he's telling you, come down. But so I go down, right? I went down. He goes, yeah, hey, I'm not going, I'm not going to panty out, but I'm going. So I went down. Took my uncle with me. Did the five, longest five minutes of my whole life, right? But Augie T gave me that opportunity. And after that, bro, he let me do a couple lot of stuff, you know? But I, I never really, I wasn't really into doing the stand up, you know, circuit, right? You know, you go from guy to guy, you know, everybody, all the different comedians, they get their place, and then you, you cop scotch and you go perform with them, and, you know, so I never like do that guy. So what we did was we incorporated him into the Junior Keiko Weber Junior Roadshow. So my, you know, I, I do the half hour comedy, half hour, okay, right? And um, half hour music, half hour comedy. And so now, and then, you know, now we go on band, right? That's, the, bro, that's, that's all, that, that, that whole thing might be a thing of the past already. But I got to work with a great band, and we did some great, uh, great things together. And um, you know, I think uh, this this COVID gonna change all kinds of stuff. So it's gonna change all kinds of things. But you know, the one constant thing that that I did from when I was trying to manifest anything, you know, from the radio station to the TV show I did, wrestling, right? I, you know, had them in my head since I was a kid. All these plans I had in my head. All these plans that, that my mother told me I was crazy. She goes, she goes are you crazy? I said, no, ma, I go do, I go do the kind. I go do TV, ma. I said, are you crazy? Ma, I go do radio, ma. Radio, you know, and pretty soon, right, I was on the radio. And then my mother's friends was coming to the town. I go, hey, we seen your mother. But she is, bro, 
She is so proud of you. You know, I told her, would you please have her tell me herself? <laughs> you know, don't don't send her, don't don't send her people out to tell me these things. You know what I mean? But but anyway, so um, but that was that was terrific. You, you see what I'm saying? But all along the steps along the way, even for the Waikiki show, we went over that on other podcast. But that had to I had to visualize to materialize that, and then we never had sponsors, right? Well, you know, bro, I, I say thank you to God every morning. I talk it to God every morning, right? And and all of a sudden, boom, you know, I visualized the showroom, everything, uh, went down, everything, do, do the kind, you know, look at the stage, right? So I can imagine, you know, so I can put them in my head, right? I go back, do my affirmations, boom, money for parties come, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, whoa, right? And and I think we were shot, we were shot two grand, after the money came, right, we paid over eleven grand, and we borrowed. And we borrowed. I think we borrowed. Uh, we borrowed four grand. So we borrowed four grand for the last for the last two shows, and we paid them off. We paid them off like in two months, you know. But but the the thing wasn't an economics lesson. The the thing was a, a visualization a visualization uh, lesson, right? It was like okay, no matter what, we're gonna do them. See, so, bro, all, Coors Light, all these guys, Miller Light, all these, they're all hooked into all these radio guys, right? Nobody would sponsor. Nobody would sponsor, right? And too bad they never sponsored because we, we had like, we had like uh, over 100, little over 100 local people every week. The local people was the ones supporting us, right? And and the Miller Coors, you know, whatever, you know, we, we understand, because they was hooked into other guys at the radio station, right? The the the, uh, in, the click kind of thing, right? So anyway, so nobody wanted for sponsors, right? So we 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 had to do it, right? And I tell you, Hollings, when you have to do something, when your back is to the wall, and you go, okay, I get two choices here: I gonna quit, or I gonna push, and I gonna push forward, and I gonna get them, right? And and no matter what, I got this, no matter what, right? You know, but that's your choices, right? That's your choice. So when your choice, your choice is okay. We're gonna crap out right here. And at that point, I had come down, like come down the road twenty something years, right? I, I think it was over twenty five years already. And 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 I was like, ah, like it seemed, it seemed like it could not happen. Everybody pulled out. It seemed like it could not happen. But the law of attraction was was the law of attraction. And I kept writing. I kept writing. I kept writing. And I wasn't writing for money. I was I was writing for jobs. I was writing for the showroom. I was writing affirmations for the showroom. I was writing affirmations for jobs coming. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Contract, 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 contract. And and the majority of the eleven grand, boom, right there. And so naturally, we we took that money. We went to Waikiki, and and uh, you know we we had to do that. We it's just something that. We just had to do. It was it was the it was the only thing to do because we did everything else. It was the only thing, bro. Because we, we never do that, bro. I mean, you know, you can say, oh well, Junior Kago, whatever, Junior. Oh yeah, well, Brad, I could sing. Uh, it was it was all right. It was you know. But we went down and and uh, you know, a friend of ours sent his video team and and filmed it. And so it's, it's you know, it's up on YouTube, it's up on Facebook, it's up on whatever, but. Instagram, whatever, but you know, the, the but the point of the whole thing is when you have a goal, right? You gotta knock them off. You know, you you set one goal, 
then reach that goal. When you reach that goal, then the next goal, right? And that's what we was doing. And so we went all the way up to, you know, the Waikiki showroom was the last thing, was the biggest thing. And and right after that, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't very long after that. It was just a few years after that, their brother Wayne came down with cancer. And, um, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. But... We we got to the we got to the list right. It was it was like this goal list, and we got to the top and boom. After that it was like oh yeah we we let go mainland, you know. So it was I had an agent right. He was gonna put us up in in Vegas. He was talking. He was having the meetings, everything. You know, I even get this email that they they was uh, discussing uh, Celine Dion, no, Dion Warwick and me and and what was it? Our uh, one Cirque show all in the same email. And I was like, whoa, I got mentioned with Dion Warwick and the gang, you know. But because I didn't have stats in the mainland, right? The investors didn't take a chance on me. And hey, that's that we 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 thought so, right? So, you know, who's gonna take a chance on somebody they don't know, right? So so that didn't happen. And uh, but but you think we you think we was complaining? Wow, we was rejoicing. We was like, yeah, we, we did the top of the top of the line already, right? Having your own show in Waikiki, you know, what are you gonna do after that? So, so we, you know, we, we experienced that and it was okay. And then we went and started putting more emphasis into our production company, which became a consulting company and which is now doing all kinds of stuff on the web, right? So, so, you know, it, it took some time, took some doings here and there and whatever. You got to tweak this, tweak that, work on this, work on that. But you know, when, when, when you want to live your dreams, Hawaiians, right? You got to focus and the focus got to be on the dream. And you can get to the point where Rhonda Byrne calls it the what does she call it? It's like the it's like the last nine yards. She has this book called A Hero, right? And talks about the hero's journey. And and right before you succeed, it, you come to the point, right, where where it seems hopeless, like nothing gonna happen, like like ah oh, man, because I remember this lady Patty. She was working with me on this thing, right? She's the only one. And she felt sorry for me, actually. She was in the radio station. She felt sorry because she saw all the hatred from these other guys, right? And so she was trying to help me. She, she, and she did. She did a great job. It's just that nobody wanted to invest. Right? So, so okay. So that you know, the, the, we did the thing. Everything, boom, boom, boom. And and at the ninth hour, everything starts coming in. I mean, you know. So so you know, at first it looks like. I mean, you know, we didn't. It wasn't the money thing that was holding us back. Because we wanted to be sponsored like everybody else, right? And I think I think if you get to the point, right? If you get to the point where you're not getting treated like anybody else, right? And you got to do them by yourself, you know? It it kind of, it, it, uh, the victory, I want to say that, I want to say there was, there was no victory. You know, a lot of people go, oh, but the victory of accomplishing and, and the hero's journey and, and, and climbing and, and you know like you're climbing up Everest and you put your your foot on the very top <laughs> you know what I mean it wasn't like that for us that bro you know when I when I when I walked up the stair staircase to the stage to the main stage right I walked to the showroom on opening night we had the most people that that hotel ever had on an opening night right of any entertainer ever right and and no that's what they told us right they told us oh baby you packed these plays but and and we get video and we get pictures, you know the whole thing, right? And and we when I came in, when I stood up and walked up the stairs, I threw off my shoes because that's a that's a Beach Boy thing. I was on Beach Boy when I was young, 
and I and I threw off my shoes as a tribute to the Beach Boys, and and I did started doing my show in my bare feet, and I looked around, and I thought I was supposed to feel something. I thought I was supposed to feel like, bro, you this is you, boo, you've arrived. I thought I was gonna feel like something, like like hey, I gotta feel something, right? No, nothing. Always. I looked around. And I said, "Wow, this is one big baby party," and I remember thinking to myself, "This is an expensive baby party we paying for right here, right?" And and um, but you know, I thought it was gonna be different. I thought it was gonna be. I thought I was gonna feel accomplished. I did not feel accomplished. Wayne and I, Wayne and I went home that night. But we was at, well, actually, uh, somebody took Wayne home. I stayed at the hotel, but. Um, but we was we was talking about him right before he left uh, for the house, and we was talking about him. I said, "Bro, did you feel anything?" He goes, "He goes, nah." I go, "Bro, this is just like on baby party, right?" And he goes, "Yeah, kind of, yeah, no different, same thing." And I go, "Wow, bro, this one, this one, this one, big baby party." So, I mean, you know, so so we thought, you know, so you might you might think at the end of right at the end of something, I don't know you. You get the crown or you get the medal. Maybe in the Olympics, if you're in the Olympics, maybe somebody will put a medal on you. you. You know what I mean? But, you know, for us, and then then I understood what Uncle Don was saying. Don Ho was saying in the old days. He goes, bro, this is the entertainment business. There's no, you know, he never feel like the man every every night he was on the stage. He didn't feel like the man. He was just going to work. You see what I'm saying? It was just on job. And when we got there, we found out, oh, bro, this is... Yeah, this is just one one big baby party, you know. And so, I mean, but if you ever, you know, so that's why, Hawaiians, it, it, the reason I'm telling you guys this is so if you think you're gonna get that special feeling when you knocked off 13, 14 rentals that you're buying, you know, you you think that 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 uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollar a year job you got is 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 the thing, you know, when you get there, you gonna find out. <laughs> you gonna find out. Oh, geez, I gotta go, Hawaiians. Yeah, you gonna find out, but it's the journey, but it's the things that happen along the journey. It's not the destination. No more the kind feeling. No worry. Yeah. And the podcast is being brought to you by Island Club and Spa Voicemaster Enterprises, family of service companies, and AFM Hawaii Music, featuring the music of Mr. Darren today. All right, pick him up on uh, iTunes. Go iTunes, download his music. All right, the Wayne Boat Hey Band right there. I'm Junior Marlon. Ah,